Welcome in to episode 13 of Shakedown the Numbers. My name is Cooper Klaus, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Jack and Cannon. Jack, how's it going? Going great. Huge game this weekend. The the biggest game in recent Notre Dame history, maybe, which is like the third time we've said that about a Notre Dame-Clemson game in recent years. <laughs> but yeah, excited to break it down. Yeah, in case you didn't know, uh, you might not. Notre Dame's playing Clemson in the ACC championship game. Probably the first and only conference championship game Notre Dame will ever play. So looking to go one for one there and peace out to back to independence. But here we go. We'll start with Notre Dame's offense versus Clemson's defense as we get in here. Clemson's still banged up. They were banged up the last game. A lot of the fan base, the Tigers fan base was complaining. Oh, we're not 100%, blah, blah, blah. This is football. If you're complaining about players being injured, you're just an old man yelling at the sky. Teams are going to get hurt, and you can't, you can't be mad about that when it happens. You have to find a way to overcome it. But Jake Venables, their backup linebacker, is out for the year with a broken arm, and James Skalke is still injured, nursing an injury. I think it's a hamstring injury, and he's probably going to play, but he's not 100%. Yeah, their defensive coordinator said about Skalke, we feel like he's going to be close to, if not 100%. That in the coach speak world does not mean what it means outright. Like the, the, the fact that he was not able to really play in their last game, like at all, because it was cold and his groin seized up. I mean, I'm sure he'll be in this game and I'm sure he'll be a factor, but I'm also sure that his injury will be a factor in how he plays. He, he may very well be able to play through it and put together a great game. Supposedly he is the, the heart and soul of that defense. So yeah, injuries are going to be a factor in football. Jarrett Patterson is not playing in this game. He's a pretty important player for the Irish. There's injuries all around college football and the NFL, so we'll see. Yeah, and they've they've been a good defense without him. It's like how much can he, him being healthy, really improve? On the season, they gave up negative 0.18 EPA per play through the air, 16th in the country, and negative 0.23 EPA per rush, which is sixth. I mean, yeah, he's a good player, but how much is he going to improve? It's not like they were middle of the pack and he's going to take them to an elite level status. They're already in pretty much an elite defense. So, And that's what you get with a school like Clemson that has five stars at various levels of the depth chart is players leave and get replaced by highly recruited players. And I think I talked about this in the last Clemson podcast, but it reminds me of the cotton bowl when, you know, they lose Dexter Lawrence, they replace him with a five star stud and they're totally fine. Notre Dame loses Julian Love for like 10 minutes of game time and the city is on fire. That's kind of what you're up against when you play against Clemson and your Notre Dame. So Notre Dame's injury luck so far has been very good. It's obviously unfortunate to be missing Patterson, but as we said, that's the nature of the beast 10 games into a season. Clemson will be not quite 100%, but I have a feeling that they'll be fine and they'll find perfectly good football players to fill in wherever they have injuries. Let's get into how Notre Dame can attack this defense and what they're going to need to change from November 7th. So MVP Ian Book is going to need to be given the ball early and often as possible. Well, you didn't like that one? No, I like it. I like it. You're just slowly becoming more radicalized. I like it. I just need to keep saying it over and over again. People will eventually get it. But average is 0.24 EPA per pass and 0.35 rushing. It includes scrambles in the rushing there. I was a bit lazy 
kind of doing that. But it just goes to show he's just the best player on the team. It's not Kyron Williams. It's it bumps Ian up Book. to zero point four three EPA per rush too. If you take out the fumble broken play deal and the fumbled snap against Syracuse too. Yeah, so we move Ian Book to running back, right? That's the, that's a solution to. This is what I'm getting at. I right? mean, hey, when you run your quarterback, and, and, and that was that, this was a real suggestion we had after the, the Syracuse game, but when you run your quarterback, you pick up an extra blocker. Is You can run Williams out in front of him or have no running backs in and, and put other players in front of him. Notre Dame ran him six times against Clemson last time. Two-thirds of those would have been successful if he was able to hold on to the football near the goal line in the real game. Uh, half of them were successful. But I would – be running in book in this game. I would love to see him get between five and 10 carries in this game. You can't just keep handing it off to Kyron for negative plays over and over again. Like they did the first game on November 7th, Notre Dame ran 20 times on first and second down and averaged 3.3 yards per play after the first time of the game, after the first snap of the game. So the 75 yard touchdown run, even with that run in, they were at negative 0.06 EPA per rush. They were so bad running the reason that they were able to overcome that is Book was just lights out on third down. Notre Dame averaged 0.64 EPA per play on third down. You can't rely on this to win. Like, that's really good. That There's so few plays on third downs in a game. Like, maybe, what, I think 14 passes he had on November 7th. You can't rely on that because if you just get a little bit bad luck there, if few plays don't go your way, you're going to be in such a big hole if you continue to insist on establishing the run. Yeah, the running game was so bad in the second half last time. Cooper tweeted, stop giving the ball to the running backs in all caps, and we didn't lose 15 followers immediately. (laughs) So you can tell it was really bad. But seriously, though, they averaged negative 0.87 EPA per rush in the second half. Good for a 30% success rate and four yards per play, if, if those are more your speed. So there are times where it can be debated if running the football has a role in, in various different ways, even when it's less efficient than passing. But against Clemson last time, rushing the football was like hitting your head against a wall. So the Irish need to find a way to either make it more efficient or they need to pull back on it until it, Clemson pulls players off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, teams have seen Book play like a elite quarterback. As we've mentioned, I mean, mentioned in our season recap, he was the third ranked passer from the Clemson game on by PFF. So the game plan is definitely going to be different from Clemson. I doubt they'll be as upfront about stopping the run. They might concede it a little bit, which I think is the way to go if you're them. But you still need to run it some sometimes because play action isn't effective unless you are are willing to threaten the run. Just not like you don't have to be good at it. You just have to show the defense that you are willing to run the ball and play action will be effective. So I don't expect it to be 80% passing. I don't think that's like the way to go. I think the tipping point where you start to get diminishing returns is probably about 70, but, and I think they did that around Syracuse. I'd be fine with even 60%. Just give me 60% passing on early downs, especially to start the game. I don't want to see a run, run pass to open the game up and cause it's going to be a three and out. So, and it's important to mention that just because, you know, last year against George. So last year, Notre Dame's run game was like awful. Like I'm, I'm glad for our, there would have been threats on our lives if we were running this account when Notre Dame was running the way they ran last year and against Georgia, Notre Dame's coaching staff gave up like that. That had never happened this year, no matter how bad things got last year, they gave up. They passed 78% of the time. Tony Jones was, was, rendered completely useless at the middle and Notre Dame's offense was hindered as a result of not being able to run the ball at all. So the credible threat 
of running the football and being able to burst open long runs. I mean, look, Kyron Williams did, you know, we often factor it out of the data because we want to drive it at what was really going on. But Kyron Williams did have a huge run immediately in that first Clemson game. And just the threat of that being a possibility changes the way that they play defense. So I agree with you, Cooper. The the passing rate needs to be up near 60, 70% on early downs. And and adjustments need to be made. If, If rushing is going as poorly as it was last game, then maybe you do abandon it. I don't know. But hopefully it can just be better than that. Yeah, and they weren't this bad in the regular season as a whole. They weren't great at running the football, but it was 0.03 EPA per play on early downs. But it's just passing is just more efficient. 0.17 on early downs, which isn't like that much. Book was deadly on third down, so that's where a lot of his production came from. But it's just more efficient. Just do what you're good at. That's all we're asking you to do. Like you, Yes, you should run. You need to run some to not establish it, but establish the threat so play action will be effective teams can't just drop eight in coverage but just do what you're good at and you're better at running the at not running at throwing the football and just get it in your best player's hands that's not it's sometimes football can be a complicated game and we're not saying we're smarter than coaches sometimes it's not sometimes you just have to do what your strengths are and lean into them and right now you know there's there's a trio of notre dame wide receivers that are up over 0.75 epa per play as you could probably imagine, it's Ben Skoranek, Avery Davis, and Javon McKinley. The three of them were excellent in the last Clemson game, especially Avery Davis. That was his breakout game. The others were great, too. McKinley had a great game. But that was Davis's biggest game sort of relative to his average season usage. It's going to be interesting because Davis has been, I don't want to say phased out, but he's certainly been de-emphasized in recent weeks. Yeah, Lindsey's not on the two deep this week, and it could. There were some typos on there, like Tommy Kramer not being the right guard. So maybe it's just an error and oversight. But I'm hope I'm honestly hoping that that's a sign of good things because Avery Davis has been way more efficient than Braden Lindsey. And Lindsey's a talented player; he'll get an opportunity next year. But right now, stick with what you're good at. It's it's not that hard. Just play play your best players, and Avery Davis is one of your top three receivers. Okay, I think that's enough. Uh, shoving the pass down our listeners throats if you're still with us we'll move on to Clemson's offense and it's Trevor Lawrence it's his show everyone knows all about him but we'll we'll talk about him anyways 0.28 EPA per pass 0.37 EPA per rush slightly more efficient than book he didn't play a full season obviously so those numbers probably would be a little bit higher if not but the biggest difference between him and DJ is how often they go deep obviously experience level Trevor's clearly a better quarterback than him but it's, I don't think it's like that much in terms of just raw ability raw talent but he goes deep 17% of the time of the year average 16.1 yards per pass attempt just insane production going deep one of the best deep ball throwers in the country and in terms of efficiency he can't really improve on what DJ did in this game I know a lot of the fans and analysts are have an at big asterisk around Notre Dame's win because Trevor Lawrence was out and yeah he's a better player but in terms of like what they what he did in the game, DJ played just as about just as well as Trevor could have expe- been expected to. Yeah, it's like you said, the area for improvement is deep throwing. He's going to throw deep more often, and Notre Dame has been getting torched going deep. They give up zero point nine EPA per deep throw. That's the name of the game right there. Notre Dame has to do better than they have this season against deep throwing. DJ torched them. They've get torched most weeks they need to hold trevor to average deep throwing production 
point four EPA per play. Even point six, I'll live with. <laughs> yeah, Trevor less Lawrence. than <laughs> less than a fifty percent success rate. Just, just as long as they can keep the deep throwing in some sort of check. Yeah, they'll they will have a chance. It's easier said than done, but if they can just because they have more threats than they used to. Like in the last edition of this EPA versus opportunity chart for Clemson. Amari Rogers was all by himself. He was up near 0.8. He was their star wide receiver one, and it was just him. Powell has now joined him. They have very comparable EPA per target. And Powell, if you remember, torched the Irish deep last game. So both of them are going to be threats. Both of them have to be kept in some kind of check. You can't stop this offense. You can only contain it. Hopefully we can contain it. Yeah, I think the way to go is provide more help over top which they didn't do in the first edition of the game, the first game, but Clemson didn't really take advantage of it. Concede the run a little bit. I think you'd rather have ETN beat you as long as he's not consistently running for six yards a carry, as long as his median yards per carry is not six yards. You'd rather have ETN beat you than Trevor, because I think you can trust your front seven more. They've learned over the last few games that they can and give some more help over the top to the defense. You can't have these corners and one-on-one on the outside because they're good when everything's in front of them. They're going to get beat over the top. So, Yeah, and Edian hasn't been great for Clemson this season. He was horrible in the first game. Like Their one game was worse than ours, and they, and they insisted on using it. But they torched us with play action last time, 16 yards per play on play action. So Notre Dame needs to be careful here because the combination of being vulnerable to play action and vulnerable to deep throwing – if Clemson comes out with a certain game plan, they could really put stress on both of those weaknesses from the get-go. And if Notre Dame is selling out against ETN again, they could really get got in a way that they didn't last time. Yeah, and this Clemson rushing attack isn't the one of the last couple of years where ETN's look at his yards per carry in um, 2018 and 19. I think they're both above eight yards. It's something crazy. But their offensive line is taking a step back and – I think they were a top 15 unit in run block grade last year, according to PFF. This year, it's about 35. So you don't need to sell out to stop this run. And I think you have to expect Clemson is not going to come in with the same game plan and same offensive mindset as they did November 7th with a freshman quarterback, second career start, first one on the road, had the false mindset of like protecting your quarterback by running it early downs when really you should be throwing it. But they ran, like you were, you were saying this, they ran 45% of the time on early downs and average negative 0.46 EPA per rush. Like, that's just not going to happen. No, they're not going to do that again. No. I, I think that last time they were probably afraid to put the game fully in DJ's hands in the second half, even though they should have. They will not have that same fear this time. So if the Irish are able to stuff the run, which I think is important, but their prize for stuffing the run this time will probably be just a fuller dose of Trevor Lawrence. This is the test of a lifetime. You know, the first Clemson game felt like that, but this truly is it. So we're going to find out if this top 10 rush defense and top 30 pass defense, we're going to see if, if they're really elite or if they're just great. And, and it's, good to, it's, a, it's a good sentence to say about your football team where to find out if they're just great is the bad alternative. But that's as bad as this defense could possibly be quote-unquote exposed as at this point this is at the worst a great great defense yeah definitely let's get into predictions here i think we're gonna have some different takes based on what we've talked about offline but 
Right now, the spread is about 10.5 with an over-under total of about 60.5. That implies, what, a 35-25 Clemson win? 36-25, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, I think Notre Dame's a very good team, one of the best teams, probably arguably the best team in the Brian Kelly area. I would say that they are. They're very good at throwing the football. They're decent at running, very good on defense, a little bit. A little bit worse against the pass, but that's neither here nor there. But I think Clemson's just a little bit better at everything Notre Dame's good at. And it's it's not that Notre Dame is going to fail in a big game. That's not why I'm I'm going to pick Clemson. It's just they have the better quarterback. And I, I'm the biggest Ian Book fan there is, and they have a better quarterback. It's just it's not a comparison. Their rushing attack is not as good, but that doesn't matter. It's It's going to come down to the quarterbacks. Clemson is just a little bit better at defending the pass than Notre Dame is, and that's important, especially because Clemson has the better quarterback. Notre Dame is on the cusp of reaching that next tier. I think they're just a couple steps away, a couple pieces away. So I I do think Notre Dame will cover. I think this 10.5 spread is pretty ludicrous, in my opinion. Um, so with that said, I'll, I think I'm going to take Clemson. I think I'll take the over as well, probably – I don't want to get into the 40s, but let's go 37, 37, 30, Clemson. So my my problem with what's kind of being discussed about this game right now is the, the framing of this game, in my opinion, should be that Notre Dame is a really good football team that has a couple things going against it. Trevor Lawrence is obviously back. It's yeah. hard to beat. It's hard to beat the same team twice. They're, they're marginally healthier on defense, not really, but a little bit healthier. That, that should be the framing. But what's happening right now is it's kind of coming in the reverse order of like Clemson has all this stuff going for them this time. They didn't last time. And it's kind of being dismissed that this Notre Dame team is really good. Like oh, if you yeah, saw no, what, I, yeah. If you saw, and I think that, that speaks to the 10.5 point spread, that if you saw what, what UNC did in Miami this weekend, you know, it's, it's obviously dubious to get into transitive property stuff in college football, but – I think it's been demonstrated over and over again that this Notre Dame team is really good. And I'm not sure that they're certainly not on Clemson's level recruiting wise. I don't, I just, I can't do it again. I'm going to take Notre Dame <laughs> 35 to 30. I think that for some reason in my dumb brain, if Clemson was a five and a half point favorite, maybe I would take Clemson to win. But I just think that the national disrespect has gone too far and, when the nation starts disrespecting this heavily, I think that's when that's when interesting things happen. So I'm going to take Notre Dame 35 to 30, led by that man Ian Book that Tom Reese says lives in the dirt or works in the dirt or whatever <laughs> that quote was. I'm taking I'm taking the men that live in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you there in terms of the narrative. That's what you preface that. That's how I feel about this team. They're very good, and part of the reason I also am picking Clemson is I do think Notre Dame will fall into the trap of running early, trying to, I don't know if grind out the clocks, right? Where, but control the clock, protect and If they get an early lead, protect the lead instead of trying to build on it. And I, Clemson's just not going to run 45% of the time. And if they do, they're not going to average negative 0.46 EPA per play. It's just, it won't happen because Notre Dame can't sell out to defend the run like that because they're just going to get burned in play action and over the top by Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, what's crazy is even if you told me that we ran 20 times for no efficiency, I think I would still take Notre Dame at plus 300 odds. Like, plus 300 odds is 
wild. For yeah, this the betting market team, implies opinion. Notre Dame with like twenty a twenty percent chance to win. I think ESPN I has think it insane. as like twenty twenty eight. I think the first one was thirty five, and even then, I think it's too low. I think mean, right now, I would probably put it at thirty five percent with Trevor Lawrence under center. But I don't know. I, I was need to, I, I need to make my own model so I can refute all these idiots out there. I was about to I was about to put it at forty, which I'm not sure what that implies about my prediction. So I won't. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I'm, I'm, I don't really think I'm being. Af- no, go ahead. I'm just afraid of being cyberbullied by PWAG. <laughs> I don't think I'm being pessimistic either. I think no, I don't think so either. I, I think it's either. very fair, but yeah, I because I, Notre Dame can win this game, and I I'm not going to be shocked if they do because they have they're plenty talented. It's the best team Notre Dame's had in ten years, so I won't be shocked at all if they do it. I just think Clemson's a little bit better, and if you play this game ten times, I think Clemson wins six or seven of them. So. But yeah, I guess we'll find out on Saturday. Hopefully it's the start of a long postseason run. More than likely will be the first game uh, before the college football playoff. So check us out on Twitter at ND underscore FB underscore analytics. We'll be previewing the game. I live tweet during the game, so come rage with me when Kyron Williams <laughs> inevitably runs for two yards per carry in the first half. Come come rage at us. I yeah. think it's more, more realistic than rage with us, but, but if you want to rage with us, that's welcome also. Yeah, we'll put some content out at onefootdown.com. Check us out there, and then we'll be back next week um, recapping the Clemson game, and um, I guess it'll be a couple of weeks before the playoff starts, but we'll figure out some content to do in between then. Uh, in between the end of this game and the beginning of the next game, hopefully a playoff appearance. But thanks for listening, and as always, go Irish. Go Irish.